Welcome back to the Spotlight on the Child's Play Movies. We are now at The Curse of Chucky. We already covered this movie in 2013, November 9th to be exact. We were joined by our special guest, Jerry Vitetta, a buddy of mine. And it was a really good time, and we went over this movie not crazy in depth, but enough to cover it. I definitely feel different about this movie now than I did back then. I really enjoyed it the last time I watched it, so so let's take a look back to November 9th, 2013, when the skeleton crew went over Curse of Chucky, and I'll be right back with some wrap-up comments. Curse of Chucky. Uh, it was the first movie to go straight to DVD, or Blu-ray. Wait, so see the Chucky was in theaters? Yeah, dude, I saw it yeah, there. Oh my god, the first dude. One. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, you guys are all sick. Uh, it was okay. Uh, I okay. Come on, that A. Martinez death was awesome. It was okay. No, I mean, <laughs> it, it was not okay. That was awesome. Are you serious? <laughs> I said it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how they tied the whole series kind of together. Um, that was kind of cool. Charles Lee Ray, who plays him? Oh, uh, Dorf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I like the that fact he was there. Um, I thought he really did a, a good job in the Halloween and Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween movies. I think so, um, too. I liked him. I think Brad Dourif so, does a good job in just about everything. Yeah. There's yeah, one yeah. movie that we reviewed on Devour that he was not good in, and I think that he just didn't want to be. But he is an amazing actor. For me, it was um, it was better than... See, I kind of like Bride and Seed, but for different reasons. They were more um, comical. I thought Seed was alright. For what it was, I mean... I like both of them. I've I, I never been a huge um, Child's Play fan, really, so for me it was... Dan hates Child... He thinks it's the dumbest idea ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it. it the, <laughs> the doll comes up to your, like, ankle or knee or whatever. Yeah, just kick it away. Exactly. Just grab it, like, put it in the oven. Or... Put it in the oven, dude. See, that to me. Yeah, like, how well, can that we learned, happen? no, from Trilogy of Terror, we learned that if you put it in the oven, then the spirit escapes and then you get possessed. That is not a good idea. Don't do that. Oh, please. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but that, that doesn't happen with Chucky. Chucky right. has to do it right. himself. So you put I it know. in the freezer, or, you know. That was calling the business a joke. <laughs> Them's his jokes! Just like what we talked about with, uh, I forgot what, oh, Frankenstein, like when we said how he has to die by dissection, and I said, why don't we just stuff him full of dynamite and throw a match down his throat? Like, the same thing with, with Chucky, I mean, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> do the same shit. Like, I don't understand what's so hard about that. Like, if this doll was coming up to me, I don't know, man. I just think it's uh, it's not very plausible. I, I it's a cool thing though. It's a cool concept. I think they're just taking. They took. I think they took the Twilight Zone Tina episode and they just like ran with that and made it. You know, went all out. And like the five different endings, and then yeah, that was too much, man. Like I just wanted to stop watching it by the third ending, and then I had to watch two. Yeah, more. so like the whole time, uh, um, Jennifer Tilly, I, um, she's mailing Chucky to these people the whole time. I like that. What, <laughs> dude? That was uh, fucking brilliant. Are you kidding me, dude? Man, isn't she a doll anyway? How's she even really there? Okay, yeah, that didn't well, make a whole lot of sense, but. <laughs> Her spirit, didn't her spirit really, um, her spirit went into Jennifer Tilly? Oh, you mean, oh, that's right. Oh, my God, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Tiffany, Tiffany infected. Tiffany invaded the real Jennifer Tilly. Right. That's right. I totally forgot. She was with that rapper or something. Exactly, and that's yeah, that's where this story takes place too. Because that's why it, it had a lot of people confused as to where this story uh, takes place in the timeline. And they were like, "Well, wait, is it before that she got possessed by by Tiffany or what?" But yeah, it's after, and and this is a sequel and shit. But I want to say this too, and I've said this before on another podcast about this movie. But um, to me. The best part of this movie was how smart they were in the marketing and stuff like that. Because, or not even the marketing, but just the movie being what it is. People were confused. Is this a reboot? Because he looked different, you know, like the Chucky doll. Yeah, he looked horrible. Yeah, so what was it? Like, okay, so he's a different doll. Like, so it's going to be the same voice though. So what is this? So they took that question of what is this movie exactly? And they used it in the script. And you all obviously seen what happens in it. But that's what that's what's brilliant about it, though. Like, they use that to their advantage. And they totally fucking factor that into the script. You know, when, when uh, well, can I give a spoilers? Yeah, or no? I mean... Spoiler alert here, but when she starts picking off that makeup off the Chucky doll. Oh, yeah. And he's got the stitches, and then you realize that it is in continuity with all the other sequels. And yeah. it's the same old Chucky, and that makes perfect sense that that crazy bitch would fucking make him up into a new good guy doll or whatever. But, dude, it's perfect. And then... Here we go again. It's fucking just like old times. And Chucky, yeah, he's a little bastard and he's throwing all his quips and fucking all his little one-liners and shit, but they don't overdo it either. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even notice those, those one-liners. And he, you know, here's, exactly. the, here's the thing about, I remember, I have, I have plenty, we should do a full review of this soon, but just overall little thoughts. I remember, uh, one, I, I didn't get into this movie at all because... I didn't like the cast, and I didn't really care why he's killing a girl in a wheel. Like I didn't, I just didn't get what I'm supposed to be invested in. It just didn't <laughs> grab me at all. I don't get it? I just don't get it, man. And like, it just didn't do it for me. And people are praising the shit out of this movie. I'm like, what? Am I missing something? And yes, I guess. And the other thing is, I could barely see what the hell was going on. Every scene. How come the house had no lights on the whole time? Like, what is this? I had the same problem, even on the because I have the Blu-ray. And you still couldn't see it. I knew. And Dave's in. I'm like. Yeah, Dave Z said it was just me and my my. Fitness, Quentin. Like, what is going on here? It's too dark. 
I do recall it being dark, but not that dark. Dude, I don't it's know. dark, man. Is it? Yeah, I couldn't even see. It is. I had the same problem. Oh my god! I was like, are they gonna like light the goddamn room in this? Like, what am I watching? It was just annoying with that. I don't know, man. I think it, but what fell apart for me was the characters. I just didn't care. I just... I liked the girl in the wheelchair. You liked her? She was, she was fantastic. Yeah? Not, not, I didn't really like, I'm a, okay, not her character, but her performance, you know. I, right. <clears throat> I think she looks so yeah. much like dad, too, if you mm-hmm. look in her yeah. eyes. She, like right around the eyes, it is unmistakable, and I thought she did an amazing job. I had no idea that he had a daughter, and I definitely didn't know that she could act. But she, I think she definitely got the chops. What are you talking about? That that is Brad Dorf's Brad Dorf's daughter. Dude. It is. Yeah, the yeah. main chick, dude. That's what makes this movie so awesome, man. There's so many cool things like that. And can I say something too? This is—is is this like her first movie or one of her first? Because I swear I've seen that chick before. She's she has got a one couple of, those, of other credits, I think. But um, she, she's got one of those faces, though. Do you know what I mean, Jamie? Yeah, like, Brad Dourif's face. <laughs> <laughs> There's a touch of greed around the mouth if you look close. <laughs> I, I actually would have preferred more. I, I even thought this in the original Charles play, just maybe because I like him as an actor, uh, more of um, human Chucky, like a mm-hmm. little more with um, Charles. Yes. Why don't they do a prequel while he's still like halfway young? And, you know, like while they could still throw like two pounds of makeup on his face, why don't they just like make a prequel? And I want to see what's going on with Charles Lee Ray. Like, what was Chucky before he was a goddamn doll? Yeah, yeah, but we found great. out though. We found out in this movie, dude, with him being the creepy neighbor and all that shit. But granted, granted, they should have done more. But think about this: this was giving the fans everything on every single level. It was kind of a reboot, or they tricked you into kind of thinking that, well, what is this movie? So they did that. They brought Brad Dorif back, and they brought him back as an actor and showed him in flashback yeah. scenes leading up, mind you to that scene in the first child's play where they had it down to the uh, costume and everything. I loved it. I loved every aspect of it. How can you say that, Dan? You hate these movies. What? (laughs) You you literally destroyed these movies on the Jump the Shark episode. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but why do you... Okay, my my question is, why do you appreciate this? Dude, because Brad Dorff's a genius. I think he's a fucking tremendously good actor. Um, I'm definitely a fan of his, too. Um, I became more of a fan after seeing his performance in Halloween 2 and how he's fucking crying over Annie. Wow, this guy's really got it. But, um, dude, you gotta understand something, too. Just because I don't like those and, and this is, it's, it's new thing or whatever, I don't totally write it off. I give everything the benefit of the doubt. Shit, I gave Return to Sleepaway Camp the fucking benefit of the doubt. And look how that turned out. And that, listen, that's got Jonathan Tierston in it. And isn't that funny, too? I, how? I like that movie. Just yeah, P- J- Jason Lloyd likes that movie, too. I mean, again, it's not great, but. It's okay. It's not as bad as, um, you know, I, I used to look at the Sleepaway Camp website and the message board, you know, like, was freaking out over this movie. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, so, you know, I like two and three. The best. I like the sequels over the uh, first Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, something about those movies, man. Dan loves them, too. Oh, I love yeah, them. And yeah. Jamie but loves see, them, too, I think. It's different. It's just different. I do. Like, I love movie. them all. 
you, you got to appreciate shit like that, though, Alex. Like when they do callbacks and they have enough respect in the script to to make those callbacks and to keep the continuity the same, dude. I love that shit, and that's what made this movie what it was. It was all those little gems put together, and that was the movie, you know. And, and I like and it. Quick question for you. Yes. Okay. Um, you just okay. I respect your opinion. You said for that. You do. But what you got some. How come you're such a fan in H2O when they ignore three of the movies? Oh, shit! How can, how can you even say, oh, shit, because they're different movies, dude. And I know, it's, I'm just kidding, dude. I'm trying to make something out of this. I know, but it's a different part of a story that, do you see what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're just different aspects to the story. Like, let's put it this way. That works with, with the Chucky situation, it works for that movie. Like, I think that's fucking great. And and I love how they play into those things. And that's what makes it the movie that I eventually came to appreciate and really like because of those aspects. Now, the other situation, I can totally forgive a bunch of shit. And, and if they don't follow all, all that, you know, all the fucking storylines or whatever, that's perfectly fine. But that's not what I'm in it for. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the deciding factor for me. The deciding factor for me in Halloween H2O is a million other things other than the fact that, you know, um, they didn't continue the storyline. I could Take it, take leave that. You see what I'm saying? So it, yeah, it's, especially it's, that storyline. And when I exactly, but when I think in terms of liking shit or whatever, it's never in a negative sense. Like I didn't like it because of this fact, and and that's really why I didn't like it. That's the only reason. Usually, yeah, like I can get past those things, but sometimes and sometimes they just beat you over the head with it that you have no chance. But but it, it's usually a, a bunch of things. Do you know what I mean? Like it's usually accompanied with a bunch of other things that. Uh, I don't like about the movie, and and that's what leads to, uh, you know, my deciding fa- uh, deciding. Um... Well, dude, it's the same thing with Jamie. She she dislikes Evil Dead Two because they went with the comedy route, but yet she loves uh, Texas Chainsaw Two. Like for for some reason, we we sound like hypocrites for things that we say because they make. Maybe no- I am just a hypocrite. No, right. well, the difference between right. <laughs> the, the difference between that is is Texas Chainsaw Two did not rehash the first one with it from a completely different angle and switch shit up and change it all around. That's what Evil Dead 2 did and that's why it pissed me off. And who can forget the amazing discussion we had about Curse of Chucky with Jonathan Orr on show 76, January 26, 2014. (laughs) so jonathan here's here's where i I take umbrage with you man i think there's something seriously wrong with you on on a level here (laughs) curse of chucky is your favorite top five horror movie uh yeah it was my number three (laughs) no curse of chucky's awesome of all time oh oh of all time oh Oh, of all time no No, I was just talking about of this year, but um, <laughs> of all time, no, he's crazy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself, sir. <laughs> hey, Curse and Chucky brought it back. It he did. It back back oh, yeah. to the first movie. It did. <laughs> no, it definitely. Yeah, definitely but that did. would that would make a lot of sense if, say, Child's Play was one of the best horror films of yeah. all time. Yeah. The fact that he brought it back to that doesn't really elevate it all that much. 
I'm just saying. No, it don't, you know, no, it don't elevate it, but still. <laughs> Curse of Chucky brought it back to the original Child's Play. Which means what? Which means, there were, which means there was no, there, there was no comedy, okay? Tiffany, as a doll, didn't have to pull down her dress just to expose her tits, okay? <laughs> okay? He did not have to jerk off to, uh, killer magazines, okay? Okay? None of that bullshit didn't count. Because it didn't, because it, it, it didn't even exist. It wasn't even acknowledged in the movie. Cena Chucky was not even acknowledged, okay? <laughs> Chucky, it was that? No. I, whatever no, happened no, to that little bad? I see. I don't. So I don't watch. Living in a world where, where child's play is the definition of horror. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> like, it is the end all be all. The first child's play movie is all there is. And because this movie brought it back around, then that makes it number five of all time. That's why number five on my list. <laughs> where is, where does child's play, the original child's play, fall on your list then? It's not on the list. <laughs> but hey, well, then that's hey, crazy you know, you know, you know, you know. Here's the thing about a top five favorite horror list. I can't really <laughs> single out anything. Most well, of with them. With the top five, you don't have to single them out. That's the beauty of it. You get five. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. I can't single it out. It's not that easy for me, <laughs> dude. Yo, <laughs> what, what else? Top dude. <laughs> Well, that was a fun listen to. So, yeah, good times. Me, Dan, Jamie, and Jerry. Good stuff. Chucky. And at the time, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, I was going through my Chucky modes whenever I did, but I never really embraced them, embraced them. And I'm, I'm a lot better with that now, especially with that TV show. It really, really helped. So my rating for this movie these days is a 3.5 out of 5. Yes, this seems like a franchise that's a 3.5 out of 5 to me. I'm not sure if I gave any rating besides that. And I don't think I'd give a different one for Cult of Chuggy, but let's see. So thanks for listening, and I'll be back Thursday as we wrap things up with the Child's Play Spotlight with Cult of Chuggy. Then we'll have an in-between-isode the week after and um, talk about how we're going to change things going forward. You know, what the Bare Bones podcast has become, how I want to proceed with it, the pacing that I think would work best, or the most appropriate pacing for it, considering. And uh, as always, thanks for listening, and I will see you Thursday.